Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We do this every day. I'm Pat Mulroy, the director of the World of Learning Institute. The World of Learning Institute provides virtual world language instruction and other courses like calculus and chemistry when it's difficult for a school or district to find a teacher. We're here to talk to you about what we do every day that makes virtual learning authentic, relevant, and engaging. You can contact me at p-m-u-l-r-o-y at worldoflearninginstitute.com for more information. And today is one of our impromptu discussions. And we have been having a conversation at the World of Learning Institute about the relevance of synchronous and asynchronous meetings in the virtual setting. And I have Lauren McMinn and Aaron Seibert, two virtual learning specialists with me today to talk about their take on some of the strategies we use and some things that we could probably do better. And it all started with a conversation about um, adding chemistry because it's a little different and outside of our wheelhouse. And we've also all been reading quite a bit. So um, Lauren, do you want to start us off? And then Aaron will have you uh, kick in some of what you're thinking about. Sure. Thanks for having me back, Pat. Um, I love these little impromptu conversations because our meetings are always so interesting and vibrant. And so it's fun to kind of share and get even more perspectives on the kind of things that we're thinking about. Absolutely. For me, it's this is particularly timely and relevant because I, I'm an asynchronous student right now and I haven't been a student in a long time. <laughs> I you know, I got my master's in 2009 and I was in person. I mean, just like, you know, a grad student program. And um, I started teaching virtually four years ago and now I'm getting my um, certificate for instructional technology specialist at Point Park University and it's an asynchronous program. So it's the first time I've ever really been a virtual learner. Um, and it's really opened my eyes to, you know, when you're a learner, it's, you feel it's so much different than when you're the teacher, right? So um, things that, that I'm really enjoying in my class is that my instructor starts every module, every new, every week we, we have a module and she starts with a little video, a little personalized video. And I love that. I like seeing her face. I like hearing from her in that way every week and that she's kind of highlighting what's important, things that we should be looking at every week. And at the World of Learning, we send out Monday morning messages and our teachers do such an amazing job with those. They, they're, they feel personal. They, they are often, you know, a, they include information to students about what they covered last week. I should say feedback to the students from what they did last week, information about the upcoming week. And they make, some teachers are making these beautiful Sway, Microsoft Sway <laughs> um, presentations. Um, even if it's just a simple message, it's really nice to hear from your teacher every week. Um, and it made me think about how to incorporate maybe video messages too to um, to really kind of help students to keep that you know that human connection which we never want to lose in the online space. Yeah, I don't know, Erin. Have you ever done a video MMM? I have not done one, and now I feel really inspired from just no. But I I just I just wrote that in my notes, Lauren, because um, you know I think 
that we talked about in one of our virtual learning newsletters about using audio for feedback instead of always giving the students um, feedback, you know, written feedback. What about giving them some audio to put a little bit of personalization, that audio piece? I think sometimes that personalizes it a little bit more than just having a bunch of text um, onto the, the course. And so I, I definitely think that that's something I want to add into my MMMs. Maybe I'll try that for, for next week since Monday's already went out. Um, having that little bit of a personal touch to see, you know, how the students receive that would be great. Um, also kind of thinking along the line of an asynchronous, you know, we aren't 100% asynchronous. We do have synchronous sessions with our students. So thinking about what those synchronous sessions should look like um, and then kind of what the asynchronous course looks like. So shifting, um, thinking of that flipped classroom, you know, our asynchronous course is really filling in that flipped classroom perspective and then bringing in our synchronous discussions and, you know, in chemistry, looking at those simulations and having the, the discussions about what the students understood, what they didn't understand, how can we elaborate on whatever they've posted, um, you know, if they don't understand a concept or something like that. So really trying to harness that flipped classroom um, model in our synchronous sessions. And if, if teachers want to put out an instructional lecture type video, they can put that into the asynchronous course. So students can rewind, right? Um, one thing yeah. we kind of discussed before this was um, using a flipped classroom in an in-person, like students still need to kind of be taught how to do that. The benefits of rewind, you know, you can rewind and um, I am also taking, um, you know, an 100% asynchronous course as well. And um, being on that end and just going through one of my modules on Sunday night and thinking like, oh, I need to rewind that. I didn't quite catch what the, what the professor said um, and taking my notes from that. So, you know, just kind of telling the students they do have that ability um, because I think sometimes they don't know that they can do that or won't do that. But well, I think that's that modeling that you're talking about is super important. I think you both really brought that up, you know, in different ways, but that modeling, and I think Erin, you were talking about it before we jumped in here about how important it is to kind of demonstrate it for students first, because this is a new, this is new for all of us. And I think Lauren, you were talking about, you know, you just talked about your own professor, but also like bringing in another voice that's an expert, you know, like, and then just that five minute clip, we all know everybody's attention span is really short. And, um, you know, that whole idea, Aaron, that you brought back up about the um, feedback being sometimes, you know, using your voice. And Fiona Grugan, when we interviewed her a couple of weeks ago, was talking about the value of also having um, directions read, not just for people, who have visual problems or, you know, or a visual disability, but for everybody, because that cognitive load, I mean, we were, you know, we've been having conversations about cognitive load and how do we reduce that cognitive load? And I think one of the pieces also that's super important that we talked about with Beth in our podcast just one time ago was um, the value of learning in social groups. She talked about outward bound and how like you're learning in a, in a group and how you reduce the cognitive load when it's kind of on everybody to learn together. And I think, how do we capture that? And I think that's some of what we're talking about. We haven't done it a lot. And I think at the world of learning, fortunately, like 
we meet together in this virtual space all the time and look at each other's faces. And for the short number of times I've met you all face to face, I feel like I have a great relationship. Like I know about your families, like, you know, Lauren's petting her cat right now, brand new cat in the house, you know, like you see my dogs in the background, you know, <laughs> snoring away. It's like, so we've got these like real connectors over space and time that didn't exist before. But I feel like heartfeltly connected to you all um, in ways that I haven't always felt connected to people that I've been colleagues with. And so, you know, when I think about that with some of our teachers who I've known over a long period of time, I feel very dear that they're my very dear friends. And, um, and how do we harness that as we move through this kind of revolutionary time in education? Yeah, and I think a lot of that is, you know, I think online learning has a little bit of a bad rap from the pandemic. And, you know, I think there are extremes, right? And um, the nice thing I think about our model, and I know I'm just, you know, I'm like, yeah, we're of learning, we're the best. But something I really like about our model is that, you know, you can harness the power of the asynchronous. So like, you know, asynchronous, you can criticize it for being like, oh, you're disconnected, you know, you don't like come together and all those things. But if we have the benefits of asynchronous, like, oh, the students can go at their own pace when it works for them, they can rewind. We have that aspect, we can have all those positives. And then when we have that synchronous, it's like, you know, um, the students are actually coming together. They're having that face to face. And so I think bringing the best of both worlds together kind of makes that a really great environment for students to learn. I'm also really appreciating of, like asynchronously, I have time to think and craft my responses. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just like different, you know, skill sets, like students that are really extroverted might shine in a live session, but a student who's more introverted might really shine on a discussion board, you know? And so I think that it's nice that our model allows students to kind of grow in some areas and then also, um, right. you know, work, you know, I don't know, like shine in their natural way, but then grow in other areas that maybe they need to grow. Well, and whenever we're like kind of talking to people about the program, like recently, like Olivia will always make sure she points out, listen, we're not just virtual. Our kids are in those classrooms. And I think Erin, you highlight that pretty regularly too. And Erin, you're newest to the team. Tell us about your experience with that. Yeah, so that's, um, you know, one benefit I think is that the students are in the classroom together. And so in that asynchronous part, as we look at our courses and you and you said it best, you know, the, the students still can collaborate, right? They can still do collaboration together in that asynchronous part um, and then pull it back together in that live session that instructor can pull it back together in that live session. So even though we're not physically in the space with them, during that asynchronous time, they still can have those interactions, which I think is a benefit, um, you know, to being in a in a classroom in a brick and mortar classroom um, with that asynchronous model being present. Um, and that was kind of what brought me to the world of learning is because the students are in brick and mortar school. They, um, you know, still have the ability, and especially in sciences, you know, we need. We need to have the ability to collaborate, right? We're not isolated when we're when we're doing experimentation, right? We're collaborating with with our um, science peers, and so having that when we look at 100% um, online programs, I think that kind of downfall is a downfall. Um, yeah, like putting them in the study carol and saying go at go for it, and yeah, yeah, that's totally true. 
But I will say, like having this asynchronous experience, I am really surprised. You know, it is stretching me in that way to think, you know, more about how you can really leverage the asynchronous piece and get people feeling like they're in a community, even if you're not meeting at a regularly scheduled time um, face to face. Um, and there's people doing really cool stuff out there asynchronously, you know, and well, you know, you're both taking an asynchronous course. So like, you know, Aaron, are you having that same experience? Like, is that driven maybe Lauren by the teacher who says, okay, every month, every Monday, you're going to watch this video and that's going to guide what you do versus just saying, okay, here's a course, have at it. That's right. Yeah. I'm noticing these things that really help. Yeah. And I, and so I guess I have the, a different perspective because right now I just was given the course. Right. And it's like, have at it, you know, like here's, here's your syllabus. Here's the layout weeks one to eight. Um, you know, it, you have your due dates when you have to have things done. If you want to work ahead, it, you can, it looks like you can work ahead. There's no, there hasn't been, I mean, other than the comments, um, there really hasn't been any personalization to the course. Now I've only, I'm only week one in, so maybe that will come. Um, we'll see. Yeah, but it's interesting because my program is on online, like is you know instructional technology specialist. So that's their field, you know. So they're really like best practices are integrated in with the with the course, which is cool to see. Yeah, that is really great. Well, um, I would love to hear like one more thought because I promised you guys I wouldn't keep you long today. That this was just going to be one of our fun impromptu podcast weeks. So. Um, Aaron, you want to give us a little little tip or insight that you'd like to leave people with today? Um, you know, hopefully just looking at even if you are, if you're a subscriber and you are a brick and mortar teacher, thinking about those best practices in brick and mortar. Like how can you, you know, leverage the technology so that you are best situated for the students, you know, enhancing their learning. It's not just a screen in front of their faces, um, that they are using it to be able to provide those interactions that are meaningful. My gosh, I I agree. Like I think there's so many things that I took away that I have from online learning that I wish I could like retroactively pass back to myself as a classroom teacher. I mean, there's just like, you know, with online teaching, I think too, um, it, you have to have all your ducks in a row like for you know when you set out to do a seminar I mean it has to be like locked and loaded ready to go and that kind of um vigilance and planning is just I mean I, I know teachers are always such planners but I feel like I have to in the online space you want to make sure that um you know you have to build it out ahead of time it has to all kind of be there um and I think that that sort of backwards planning doing all that is is just really um, key and it allows you then to be more responsive to the students in real time then because your focus isn't on the necessarily the content at that time it's more like guiding them through it um I remember like being in a frenzy like in my teaching like trying to make photocopies and get everything ready for my class you know and it's like with online learning I feel like I could be in a much more place where like I had done all that stuff like you know and it was ready to go and then I was just sort of the facilitator right like kind of you know going back to Beth's conversation last week Pat about you know being more like a guide and less yeah. like the sage on the stage. Right. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, like thinking about where Aaron, you are in this journey, um, these conversations that we've had like over the last 10 days have just been like, like kind of like, like it, I feel like, like the tsunami is kind of like getting like less, um, 
intense. Like you've had all of this stuff. You've been building a brand new course. You've been teaching a brand new course. You've been thinking about narrative storyboarding. And, you know, one of the things I think that's kind of like, you know, we've been able to like kind of pull the driftwood out, you know, like all of all the mess and, and to really look at the best practices that are happening. And I think about, you know, Lauren, when you came on board to teach, the courses were kind of set. Did they need some improvement? Absolutely. But you didn't come to them in the first year when they were like exactly what Aaron's doing right now. Like they were the most bare bones and like kind of getting built on and you talking about just talking about how, you know, it is better when it's, it's intentionally set out. Now, do you stay on that path all the time? Absolutely not. Right. We're all shaking our heads. No, but it's there. But like right now, you know, Aaron's building the yellow brick road, right? It's like, she's not just like, she's like in it, like, you know, and I think um, that they're the kinds of things that it feels like first teacher year because you're doing it all. Like, I think, you know, like all of our first year teacher years are like, you know, we're building, we're learning new skills, we're doing those kinds of things. And I think anytime you move to like kind of a new organization with with, you know, like maybe different guides, different like boundaries, different expectations, you know, it's kind of like, how do you like take all that quagmire and put it together? So Aaron, I just want to like prop, pop you up too at this point, because like you're doing a lot and it's going really well. And so for those of you who think about best practices, I think, you know, Aaron and Lauren just really outlined it well, that best practices are best practices and technology is out there. And just because we're a virtual program doesn't mean that we just like slap on technologies and there's no teacher effort. And I think you both highlighted that really well in talking about how much effort it takes to make asynchronous feel personal. And both of your experiences are a little different based on who's providing that support in your classrooms. So Kudos to both of you for both taking classes, building, you know, managing like and running families, getting new new pets, Lauren, um, <laughs> you know, all of this, um, you know, is life and messy. So for those of you out there, um, you can do this. And if you ever need anything, Aaron is a, is a new guide on the side here. Lauren's been with us. We're here to help. Um, we're glad to talk to you anytime. So have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Pat.